0: That's hbs.me/sales.
1: Yo, what's going on? It's the Luca Peta Show with Jay Burke. I'm your host, Luca Petta. and we're up to another episode this week. We got a really cool guest. It was a really good time. We have our heavyweight boxer Ed Lattimore. But he's not just a heavyweight boxer who happens to be 13-1-1 one one currently. He is also a motivational speaker and the author of three books, including his latest, Not Caring What Other People Think is a Superpower. He's a really personable, really inspiring guy who went through some tough times, turned his life around, and uh, he's got plans on getting back in the ring, too, which is a good thing. So... Uh, Jay and I talked to him, we had a great time, and I hope you enjoy and learn a couple things. As always, everybody, thank you once again for for showing love to the podcast, we really appreciate it. Um, You can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, and Podbean. With that said, everybody, enjoy the show this week. Yo, welcome once again to the Lou Capetta Show with Jay Burke. I'm Lou. I'm Jay. Jay, did you tell us you what we got to going take on it away? Yes, sir.
0: All right, today we got a very special guest with us, uh, a real renaissance man, I guess you could say. He's a professional heavyweight boxer, a student of physics, an author, a professional speaker, a veteran of the U.S. National Guard, a man who has almost 41,000 Twitter followers at this point. And uh, I guess I'd also throw out their life coach, Mr. Ed Lattimore. Thank you for coming yes, on. Yes,
1: thank you. Hey, thank
2: you, thank you guys for having me. You know, you were telling me before the show like where you were from. I didn't really hear the accent until just now, man. It's, it's very cool, man. You know, because 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 the thing about accents, man, people really like like the sound of voices, mm-hmm. and but but more than that, we like the sound of different voices. You know, as long as they're not like too obnoxious. I mean, right. Smack, right. <laughs> But but no, that that, that was cool, man. I, so I really got, got a chance to, to really hear the girls from
1: from Jersey. Jersey, yeah, we get uh, we get that a lot. I think I yeah. get it more than Jay does.
2: Yeah. You ever you ever see uh, my favorite movie is Man on Fire? And, yeah. And there's a scene that. where he goes into the nightclub. And the bouncer that he, the first dude he shoots is this guy from Jersey, and he asks him like, "Where you from, boy?" He goes, "I'm from Jersey," and he's silent. Mean, "I can't yeah. even <laughs> do the accent, but, but it sounds just like that."
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, we I, we get that a lot. You'd be surprised though. Like I lived down south for a little while, and they just uh, they assumed it was a New York accent, and that's how I'm like, oh, "No, it's, I'm from Jersey. <laughs> it's different. It's really different." I'm like, oh, it sounds the same, but yeah. <laughs>
0: So I think it's funny with accents like, you know, I I was in uh, Virginia for like a week visiting somebody and all of a sudden you start picking up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You become
2: that person. You know, I got some friends I went to high school with. I I hadn't seen them in 10 years. A friend of ours got married Mm -hmm. and one of them had been living in England for like six years. And all of a sudden, everything is bloke this and bloody that. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, man! You're like, like I know where you're from. Like, I, like we grew up together. Yeah. And, uh, you, you don't talk like that, man. And, but now she does. They'll so. say they'll say bloke in
1: Pittsburgh much. No, I don't hear
2: <laughs> Maybe they'll oh. make it
1: come back. Who knows? So, are you are you still boxing? I know you're. I'm oh, a bit. I'm okay. a big boxing fan, by the way. Just so so like I, I was very very. Uh, I love talking boxing. I'm not good at it, but I love watching it. And, you know.
2: So as far as where I'm going on boxing, I was just talking about this yesterday. And mm-hmm. then I always forget that when I say a thing or I think a thing, that the whole world doesn't know it because I'm kind of like naturally like wired in to Twitter all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of assume, you know, you, you know, you think something and then someone goes, what did you say? Oh, I was just <laughs> thinking out loud. Right. Well, that doesn't go to Twitter like that. Anyhow. Right? right. The, the plan. And I, and I probably wasn't that explicit with it. The plan was to take a year off mm-hmm. and then to come back and, and see where I would go with it. And during that year, mm-hmm. I was working on other things in my life, particularly uh, finishing up a large segment, the final segment of my degree. I'm in school now, right? But six credits left and I'm done. I'm free. I have a nice shiny piece of paper I can hang on the wall and say I did it, right? Good for you. Uh, But but I've been back in the gym part, time, training to get ready to fight again because, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to come back and fight. But one of the things, I mean, it's just, uh, I can't just give up. There was that, right? And, and everything else in my life did start going really well. So I was like, okay, there's really not a reason to go back now. I mean, before there, there was, I was fighting to to make money, and now it's like, well, I don't really need to do that anymore. But what what really happened? What I'm what I'm so in love with now is it's like taking that year off. I think gave my brain a chance to sit at the plateau it was at. And assimilate all the different things that I have been trying to learn, and integrate, and work together seamlessly for, for ten years, because the way I can move and think and react and spar and everything right now, and this is just late work, is is far beyond what I ever thought I would be able to do. And and, and like now I feel like the guys I watch on YouTube, like when I'm when I'm looking at. Some of the like, like the Tyson clips are looking at some bulwark, <laughs> right. looking at the way Hollyfield bounces on his, <laughs> his uh, on his feet. Or, or there's a James Tony clip I like when he James Tony is is the signature, you know, coming over the top mm-hmm. of the, the jab, of the lazy jab with the with the right counter. These are things that I j- I've always wanted to do. But I didn't think I would ever be able to be ever uh, be able to do, and now it's like it, it's so awesome. It's all, going to have more energy too. I'm right. just I'm excited to be there, and whatever happens for the second half of my career, I think it'll be fun and interesting. I just watched um, last night I was Deontay, ask you Wilder. That. Deontay Wilder uh, put down Ortiz in the yeah. tenth round. That was that was a tough fight. I mean, it really hats off the Wilder. I mean, I think. I don't think he, he silenced many of his critics, but in as far as I'm concerned, that was a legitimate fight and a legitimate win. Mm-hmm. And I just kept looking at it the whole time, going, "Man, this dude is six seven. Man, I'm I'm six two mm-hmm. on my tippy toes. Like, I'm <laughs> right. I'm not. So I'm really I'm really six one. Like according to the military, I'm six one. Right. Uh, I just. I think about that all the time but I but I know there's there's a place for everybody and I I've had success and fought the taller guys at the amateur and then we go up and you know, whatever happens, happens. I wanna be able to leave the sport knowing that I left it as developed as I could be with boxing and I didn't think I was at that point last year. I just had to take the time off. I mean it was you really you just run into a uh, bit of a brick wall and a uh, brick wall is probably the best word for it there's a mm-hmm. there's a video game series uh Zenosaga, and and i'm not just randomly referencing video games but there's a, <laughs> there's a review xeno right. is part of a series and i'll never forget how the reviewer described the ending of Zenosaga. he said the characters went as far as they could go and then the game ended and i was like what, what an interesting like way to describe yeah. a sequel. And, and that just stayed with me years after the fact. But that is how I would describe the end of 2016. I went as far as I could go given the resources I had and the place where my mom was at at the point. And I made the intelligent decision. I said I said to my coaches and I said to my girl and the people who were close to me, I said the best thing that happened to me. Because I fought one more time after I lost mm-hmm. in uh, September. I fought one more time and I fought to a draw and I said the best possible thing to happen to me was losing via draw because it doesn't mess up my stock but it gives me a nice clean all right I'm out peace out mm-hmm. right but, uh, so so it really worked out well I've, I've been happy
0: cool he actually kind of answered a question I was going to ask you you know cuz we talk about you talk a lot about uh, having successes and things like that I was going to ask you I think you you fought Trey Lippy who was uh, with Tony Morris, that's Tommy Morrison's yeah. son, right? Tony yeah, Morrison's son, son. Yeah. yeah. Tommy yeah. Morrison, yeah, yeah. So, I was going to ask you, what did you learn from losing uh at that point in your career? Because oh, you, thir- you were you were thirteen and zero up until then. So you, yeah,
2: thirteen were... and zero, and the sky was the limit at yeah. that point, and we were just coming up. But but you know, <clears throat> what what you learn is from a, from a purely boxing standpoint. You know, stances and footwork and balance, like yeah. the things I can do now, I couldn't do then. And like we fought now, I, I know it will be, at the very least, a more competitive fight. I never, I, I'm, I'm never the guy that's going to take away a guy's uh, accomplishments. Right. And right. beating, and beating me was was an accomplishment, especially in the fashion right. that he did that. With that said i know that <laughs> with what i know now everything the the fighter i was supposed to be at that point because all the information is there i haven't learned anything new certainly not being in the gym for a year but what happened is is things just came together right what i did learn though outside of boxing is is first and foremost i i learned how to make money because over i mean literally overnight i went from they were, I mean, they were, it was a small stipend. I The, the stipend amount was like a 1000 a month plus the purse money, and then it was nothing. And when I get, you know, I'm all about efficiency of time. I was like, okay, I'm going to take this time off from boxing, and I'm going to finish my degree. I didn't want to take this time off from boxing and get a job. Like, that would right. be, be, so I tried to find some people that would, like, hire me and give me like intern hours but I miss I missed the intern uh window and I'm a great candidate for an intern all physics students all right, right. You put us anywhere uh so, but I missed that and no one wanted to hire me and you know I kind of worked this this crappy <clears> little delivery job on Amazon for like two weeks and at this point I was like okay this is really miserable but I am way more talented than this I'm way more talented than scraping right somebody to, to to give me twelve dollars an hour, so I really went and worked and learned and hustled and, and really did, and it, and I went from, you know, I I think I went into the to January. I mean, I was terrified. Absolutely terrified that I was gonna have to like ask my girl for money or something, and that like no man wants to do that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and or or like be, be broke, or I wasn't gonna be able to pay my bills or come on short. Like, I went from that point really scared to, to I think about March, March ish, man. It's uh. uh because I had been tutoring and working mm-hmm. online, doing and stuff, and I had really learned how to put my value out and, and collect on it, and that gave me a confidence that, like, yeah. like it's one thing to think you can make money and to think you have a talent just because you have a degree or whatever. Right, totally different story when you when you know. Okay, I need to get five hundred dollars, and I don't want to sell drugs. Uh, which, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how am I gonna get it? <laughs> and to know how to how to answer that that question.
0: Yeah, well, you obviously are good with time because the list of accomplishments there. Yeah, that that's right crazy. Up.
1: I like, I was happy like last. I went back to school too for a journalism degree, and I was happy last semester. I actually got to take a full class load, and I'm looking at all the stuff that you've done. And I'm like, oh <laughs> my god, I'm so lazy. Like, oh, man.
2: Well, you know, well, you know what? It's not a. It's not even a laziness thing. It, it was like it was like you know because I, I wasted. I, in my opinion, anyhow, right. I wasted a lot of time, a lot of time drinking, a lot of time just being an asshole, you know, <laughs> man, just, man. Just, 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 just living on the side. You, uh, did I swear on your show? I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no. Hey, no, listen, no, dude, no, you can say whatever you want. Fuck you. All right, cool. <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure. Okay, great. But, but I was at that <laughs> position. And then I just woke up one day. I didn't really wake up one day. I mean, I, I kind of have like a clear memory. I was standing at the counter. I was working at T-Mobile, mm-hmm. and it was cold. And I was closing the store. And but it, it was—I think it was like the week before my birthday. Maybe it was earlier than that. I'm born in February. That's true. Uh, and I was just like, "Yo, this is unacceptable." I was like, "Man, i i have more talent." It's the mm-hmm. same thought I had. When I lost the fight, you know, I'm like, I'm better than this. Let me go prove it. Yeah. And so from 27 to now, I'm 33. I mean, yeah, there, there were times, I mean, it was just hellish and the, the workload I put on myself. But now things are starting to come to an end and and it's worth it. And I'm really happy that, like, my life went from where it was to where it is now. And mm-hmm. it's, it's been a, been a great int- journey.
1: You, you know, mm-hmm. you know something. I was just—you said you're working at T-Mobile. That's messed up because you know how many times like cell phone carriers make people irate. So they, little do they know, some irate customer probably walked in there, and behind the counter is this guy that knocked like 13 people yeah. out, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like this professional boxer, and he just got kids just be walking up in there screaming about yeah. his bill.
2: Like that? That's not fair. It can't have you know, professional it's boxers working man, at T-Mobile. Boxers, <laughs> man, you don't make you don't really make any money fighting. I said right. my first three yeah. fights, I was I was working at T-Mobile. In fact, in fact, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I had my third fight. I don't know. <laughs> we went out. I was still drinking at this point. Had my third fight. Went out. Got got obliterated because we were celebrating. I'm laying on my buddy's floor, hungover, like. No other, and my phone won't stop ringing. I answer, and they're asking me to come in because somebody called off. And I said, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm gonna go." Because you know that feeling yeah. where you gotta work enough hours to make rent, but you don't really want to be there. And you <laughs> yeah. hate your life. If you go. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna take these hours." So, uh, so I went and did it, you know. But I'm happy to not. I don't think like that at all anymore, which right. is, which is great because it really is a mindset too, right?
1: Right. Wait. So wait. So after night, after you had the fight, so the next day after you fought, you went to work at T Mobile. oh Yeah. Shit, man. <laughs> I didn't. Even, I get a cold. I don't even want to go into work. <laughs> <laughs> My allergies <laughs> act up.
2: Because you know, man, that's a great mentality. I think a lot of things that I think served me well probably mm. kept me out of trouble. It, you know, is that mentality. Like, I'll, I'll step up and take those hours. I'm hungover. I'll crawl into work. I just fought last night. I'll crawl into work. But at the same time, man, like that momentum is dangerous because that's a great – that's a noble path. That's what people tell you. That's – man, you, you, you're you hardworking, man. You get mm. up, you go put the hours in. Right. You go do it. No one can say anything bad about you, right? You're not right. selfish, right. whatever it is. But I, but I was like, nah, man. I'm. It's time for me to get selfish. It's time for me to get like ridiculous and change, change the course of my life. And I'm really happy I did, did that. <laughs> well, you're using
0: that energy one way or another, so you might as well use it for what you want to, do. Right. you know.
1: And uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's. I just, I get it because I, I, I. Wasted all. I'm. I just turned forty. Mm-hmm. I wasted. No all, kidding. Yeah. yeah. I don't know
2: if you guys can see me and look forty to me. <laughs> Thank you. I well, appreciate I'm not forty. That. I'm not
1: taking that. He's, not, 30. not, he's thirty-eight.
2: But yeah, I mean, I had.
1: I, you know, I got Lots five kids. The skin. <laughs> I got five kids. I had most of my kids young, and I just. Uh, I did the same thing. I, 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 wait, I wasted a lot of years. Like just, I do construction really for for a living for my day job, and I was just. I hate it. I'm trying to get out of it. And, I, like, so this past year I started doing stuff like you, uh, going back to school, trying to get to the next part of my life where I'm, where I'm. you know, you, you, when you're happy with what you're doing, you don't feel like you're working. So I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Although physics is, that's,
2: that's uh, You know, I didn't start out with physics, man. I mean, this probably isn't the, the original goal, right? Because I'm sitting here thinking. I mean, I'm thinking like me. I know I got to work. I don't have to feed myself. There's no staying at home with mom, right? I got to figure this out. So I was like, let me major in something that's going to allow me to work. And so the original goal was to major in math because I could study math and maybe miss some classes, but there weren't any, like, labs I had to do. Right. So I went to the military and my, AL, my MOS – took me to Fort Lee, Virginia at the Ordnance School, and at the Ordnance School, they put you through b through math, the Basic Mechanical and Electronic Theory. It's a six-week course before you learn. Uh, I, I was a general repair guy, not, not a specific weapon, mm. and you have to learn all this, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I think I want to go to school for electrical engineering now, so I get out. Yeah, I finished AIT because I'm in the guard, you know, draw one week in a month, two weeks a year, all that. So you can go to school. So I start going to school and I start. you know, for being an engineer, you got to take all the physics and chemistry. And I remember in the physics class, physics one, we're doing something with, with kinematic motion, which is how a projectile travels under the influence of gravity and initial angle and its starting velocity. And you, you can calculate where it'll land. Right. And I remember I worked the calculations out and it landed where I said it was going to land. And I was like, yo, that's like magic. That's what I'm going to study. Like, yeah. I remember, I'll ne- I tell this story a thousand times because I'll never forget it. It re- really is like, it was like magic to me. I was like, this is what I want to study. I don't want to study, because I was picking the electrical engineering because it seemed like a career path. Right. Right. And, and I, I really juggled with it for a while, but ultimately I said, you know, a physics degree is nothing to be ashamed of. No, it's not. Definitely uh, not. That's... And it, it gives me so many different skills. So, I mean, I, I've taken just about – I've taken a little bit of all the science, right? Mm-hmm. So, in fact, you ever uh, – I don't know how, how much of a dork you guys are. I see the Batman and the Hulk in yeah, America. Oh, yeah, big
1: time. I, yeah. Big if time you ever play
2: Final Fantasy – There's a a character class, a red mage, who learns – he can learn – he can't learn the most powerful white spells and he can't learn the most powerful black spells. But he can learn – he can learn – but he can learn both of them, right? right? Right. Which is what the the white wizard or the black wizard can not learn overlapping. That's like what a physics degree is. The physics degree is the red mage of the science world. I mean I've taken so much chemistry – Not not really any bio, but chemistry, physics, and math. All of this, and I don't have to, you know, take any upper level math or any upper level chem. But I'm but I'm pretty damn sharp with it, you know. Yeah, Uh, you know, I'd certainly be a a great addition to your party. You know, we had to go. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yo,
1: all that stuff that you said, like you were just talking about, like some of that stuff, it blew my mind. I was like. You can actually, yeah. you can say all that stuff and be lying to me, and I just believe you because I don't even know, you know what you are talking <laughs> about. You used big I'm words. Like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds. <laughs> yeah,
3: that
1: sounds right. Nah, so, you know what I want to say though.
0: You know, you know how much the world has changed since we were in high school. It's like you are you are a boxer. We're talking about physics. We're talking about gaming. And it's like, <laughs> nobody could beat you up for that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, 20, years of, 20 years ago, you didn't mix that
0: world, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, man. You know, the, the world is, yeah. oh, goodness. You know what's crazy? My two best friends, we, I was. I just met up with, with a friend of mine. We played on a football team in high school together, and we just linked up and decided to grab a cup of coffee. And we were talking about... You know how everyone became friends back in the day, and how different things are now. He was talking about with his kids, and how like he went out to the park and like no one was there, and and everyone wants to get together and play on. They send text messages to each other to coordinate games of Xbox Live, and I was like, <laughs> yo, that's crazy because in our day, you know, we I met my two best friends because we were talking trash. Right. About who's better at MVC, Marvel versus Capcom 2. and so we, <laughs> said, we didn't have a network to settle that over. So we went to the yeah. arcade with other nerds, and we settled it. We put the quarter up on the on the head of the oh, arcade. Dad. <laughs> yeah, turn, and you were polite because you were a person. It's not like today where everybody you know <laughs> everybody is some kind of expletive on Xbox Live, and you're like, man, we yeah. I mean, gotta. Goswell, it cracks me <laughs> up, man. Like you'll hear somebody. I don't. I don't play. I don't have it. I, I go over my cousins house every now and then. And he's right, got right, it. Right. I'm, I'm just looking at. It, they're like twelve year old kids, and everybody's a motherfucker. And yeah, a, yeah. And, crazy. and I'm like, what is going on, man? The world is the world is so different now. They're crazy. <laughs> First yes. of all, like that.
1: I had some kid. One time, tell me something about titty fucking on there. I didn't even know what that was. Well, at 12 years old, I didn't even know what titty fucking was. I was like, I'm like, man, kid, you're way ahead of the game, buddy. Wow, it's a little more. <laughs> they're a little more connected to that
0: stuff, dude. Because I, I said that when I watched TV. Right. It's weird. If you watch it like HBO and there's not nudity in the show, I'm like, wow, that's weird. There was no nudity.
2: Yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. how about that? Right? Right. You know
0: what I, mean? like, I Like, you used to be like, oh, my God, the, the Victoria's Secret uh, magazines here. i going to steal this. That's nothing.
2: <laughs> like, that's Man, like child's know, play. These kids don't even know. Back when you had the, you know... I used to have an op- an operation in high school. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, hustle mindset. You got to survive. Mm-hmm. I used to have an operation in high school. Where I had a buddy, whose cousin, worked, in a porn shop. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and he would bring these videos back. I take the videos. I set up two VCRs, and then when I got them, <laughs> I dub copies of them. I put together mixtapes, and I was selling my school. Mm-hmm. I paid for a bar, I paid for my senior leave, senior year this way. <laughs> senior senior trip. And, and these kids today, man, they don't know none of them. Want no Pornhub. What <laughs> 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 no ex hamster man, whatever the hell is out there. Want no, <laughs> no, no X videos. None of that. And and now it's like and, and it's uh, it's insidious because I, I think people have been creating some version of pornography since humanity. What yeah, humanity didn't have, and I always get into these debates with people about how, if you don't consider the role that technology is playing in altering the landscape, then then you're you're a naive fool at best. But these kids have unfettered access to everything. I talk about this. To all everything, right? Yep. Like we were talking about, like just recently, I was talking to some guys about how, pretty much, you know. Our generation is the last generation to have the ability to get a truly fresh start. Mm -hmm. But because now, you know what? Between screenshots, social media, Mm -hmm. and that's just the voluntary information. We're not talking about go to the DMV or get your passport. Like you are tracked. They call it the electronic plantation. There is no escaping that you're born onto it. And I was trying to explain to this guy it's a default surveillance state. You don't even have to like yeah. mess them up You know, if you get pulled over, there's a someone can pull that record up. Look like a civilian, yep. they can yeah. see it. Yep. So, you know, the the game has changed. <laughs> like <laughs> and not for the better, I think in many ways. I no, always say great. with that
0: with that stuff as far as like the big data or the information and stuff, when you think about it, you got two free services like Google, Facebook, or Twitter. They're getting a lot of money and they don't charge you anything.
3: So
0: exactly. How do they get that money? <laughs> how much information trying, are they taking? And from that's
2: now? what that's what Edward Snowden was trying to warn us about. Yeah, he yeah. said, "Look, all these companies are taking your information, and they're giving it to the government. Yep. And they they wanted them dead for that. They still won't give them pardon. Yeah, they still won't let the man back in the U.S. And he, you know, I've 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 seen the movie and the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Did you, you see know, it? I didn't.
1: I didn't see the
0: Snowden stuff. I, I didn't see the the movie, but I, you know, I know a lot
2: about. Oh uh, yeah, and, stuff and, like that. And, and you know, pretty much, you know, no matter how you look at it, you." He did. He was acting from his heart and what he thought was right. He wasn't. Yeah, I think so, too. He wasn't a traitor. He didn't go sell because if he was really a traitor, we'd never heard about it. Right. Yeah. He took that shit straight to the Russians. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a bomb threat. You know, people go, oh, it's a bomb. threat." I'm like, come on, man motherfuckers really want to blow shit up. <laughs> they don't warn you, exactly. right? It's That's just it's just like I was knowing if he was really trying to, you know, commit an act of treason, you wouldn't know what he dropped. You wouldn't have been able to read about it. Yeah. All you would have known is one day some Russians would have been knocking at your door, talking about come outside and the women over here, the men like this, and that would have been mm-hmm. it. So I always felt kind of bad for
0: him because – he, you know, he uprooted his whole life doing what he thought was right, and it's kind of like a little blurb right. in the At the end the of the
2: day, I mean, at the end of the day, he knew he knew, he knew. he knew the game. He was up one game, and he took the risk anyway. Yeah. There wasn't a surprise. He took the risk anyway, knowing what, the, what it would be. So you, even if I didn't know anything about what he was trying to do, if you just told me there's this guy who intentionally dropped this info, knowing what he knew about how we operate, and we're still ready to eat those consequences. That's. I mean I respect it. I mean now whether I agree with the <laughs> agree right. with the, uh, the details is a different story, right, but right. I respect the act.
1: Yeah, I agree. Which just goes to prove my point, which I've been saying this. and it, it's a saying that's never caught on surprisingly. My own personal saying is sometimes honesty, is the worst fucking policy.
2: Oh, well, oh, oh, yeah.
1: Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it's, you know, when you're finally caught, it's a yeah. good policy.
2: Some, yeah, yeah. You know what they say, man, the, the truth is probably, I always say this, the truth has probably sent more people to prison than it's ever set free.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a better thing. Yeah, better you, than you than should I. say it like that. No, yeah, no wonder, no, no wonder my sayings not getting any play. People out there are having better sayings <laughs> than me. Shit. Like I'm just saying though, like it really is seriously because if you think about it, like if you're married and your wife says, "Does this dress make me look fat?" and if it does, you you don't say yes. Like honesty is not the best policy so, there.
2: Right, and, you know I see, and, and a lot of that. I love those kind of questions in, in general, right? Because you know it's like it's like levels. It's it's levels to the conversation. I, I think I think if you don't have any life experience whatsoever, just like me, I'll tell you a story, right? Just to, to mm-hmm. illustrate these levels thing. My first girlfriend, you know what our biggest, one of our biggest arguments was over and over again? And I was 19, right? So just mm-hmm. to give you some, some info. Right. We used to argue because I would hate when she would ask me when, when I would go, what do you want to eat? And she would go, I don't know, what do you want to eat? Where do you want to go? And I'm like, uh-huh. God damn. Damn it. And, and one day I just flipped and lost it. And we just <laughs> kept having fights about it. But the, but, but there's levels. You got to understand what that conversation really is about. That conversation is about giving you the chance to kind of be like a man, Lee. And it's not like – and she. And it's not like she knows that. It's like here's a test, motherfucker, pass yeah, it. Right. Like, no. <laughs> no it's I, not like I don't said, know about that. <laughs> and and it's, it's not like you're studying oh man. I can't – when she asks, where do you want to eat, I'm going to know it, right? No. <laughs> It's just a natural way we we play out and the way right. we work and deal with things. It's subcommunication. and and likewise, right? You know, back to what you said. Does that dress make me look fat? The man, okay, look. <laughs> hey, it, it, of course, wh- whether it does or doesn't is kinda not the point. That's just that uh, that's the first level of combo, and that is never what the conversation's about. Right, right. It's like an it, onion. It, it, <laughs> you know, or can you, can you pull away and get at it? Right. Cause look, man, I'll tell you what, nobody ever, my girl ain't never asked me that shit. Right. <laughs> I, I would like to think that I don't, I, I would like to think that's because, uh, I've presented myself as, as a guy who would answer that question. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Now, when you when you set yourself up to look a certain way <laughs> right <laughs> you set yourself up to be perceived a certain way when you basically when you are aware of the image you're presenting you, you got to know how that's going to cut both ways because at the same time right i'm probably not going to hear you know about some type of emotional trauma right you know and, and, and sometimes I haven't, right? You know, but but that's that's my fault for presenting myself as kind of this guy who's just going to be brash and appear to sometimes be unsensitive or, or you know un, not sensitive to the issue. Right. It all comes back. So so it's, it's just it's, I'm a, I never pay attention to the words, man. And that's what's really fun about Twitter to me is that it, that's all you have are the words, right? So that, so I get to have some fun and work on that weak part of my brain, but I, I love the subcontext. I, I love poker. I used to play poker all the time. Now I can't, I can't sit still that long. It, yeah. But, <laughs> me, man. On top of that, I don't drink, right? right. I used to go to this casino, uh, one of the casinos in L.A., and I would just sit there and just, I mean, I, I would like to think I was running the table. That's how we're going to tell the story. I would just sit there for hours and run the table. Mm-hmm. When you sit there and drive, man, they got this delicious MSG sodium pump Chinese food they keep bringing you, you <laughs> know, these, yeah. these cheap drinks. I took the, I started taking a bus over because I was like, man, these drinks is cheap. <laughs> 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 and then because you're drinking, you're playing horribly, and then you want the action to proceed because you're getting bored. Oh, yeah. man. I'm sat at tables where guys are falling asleep. Tra- you know yeah. <laughs> but
0: you're right, though. All of a sudden, you're getting bored. You, you got a little buzz going. I'm like... Fuck it. Fuck the $5 ham. $100 right there. No,
2: let's make... Like, come on, man. Let's play some poker, right? You want to yeah. play poker? I'm all in. Come on, man. You had two several offsuit. What was you thinking? Well, sometimes... Sometimes it works out. Yeah.
1: Right. That's guaranteed. <laughs> oh, man. oh, my goodness, man. What... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you... Oh, man. I'm, I'm still... That's funny, man. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> you never know oh where it's gonna go. Here. So yeah, I, I, I saw your your book. I wanted to ask you about this book because I love the title. I know you've written a couple books. Yeah. I want to make sure I get the title right. So not caring what other people think is a superpower. Yeah, that is fantastic. That yeah. is Amazing, and that's I was talking to you before uh, we started. That's that's the book that I want to that I'm going to buy my my 18 year old son. I really want him to to read that. Um, so, can you, can you talk about that book? What what made you get get to a point where you wanted to write that? And uh, I, it's on your website. I I, I know, but for like our, uh, anybody, yeah, that's yeah, this stuff.
2: You know, so so I always I always wanted to write. I mean, I've I have a blog, man. I I took to right. Twitter. Like a, like a fish, t- takes the water, you know. Because I, I like communicating with words. I like writing, right? And so this was really just this was just part of the plan to write a book. Now, as far as what the book was going to be about, I wasn't sure. But mm-hmm. what I did know is I had a really great Twitter archive. And someone suggested that I take my Twitter archive and sell it, and I said that's a great idea. Except I kind of want to give people more value than just a bunch of tweets. Right. right. So I went and downloaded my archive. I think at the point it was like nine thousand tweets, and I, I mean I sifted through that that nine thousand tweets, and I took out the ones that I thought were most potent to the message that I wanted to te- or deliver. And the the message was a process-focused approach to life, to not focus on the outcome of things, but rather to focus on things that you can control, how much – the effort you put forth in your work, the way you use the world, the way you use your time, the relationships you try to cultivate with others via the one you cultivate with yourself, all of these things centering around like the person that no one can take a thing away from. Like I tell guys uh, when they want to start boxing and they ask why I started boxing. I tell them because I wanted to, I wanted to be good at something. There was no, there was no money. I didn't think, I mean, I didn't know anything about the financial situation of money. I mean, Mm in boxing, there was no like, oh, maybe some girls like me or whatever. Like, no, because all of those things can be taken away from me. And I can't control any of them. Mm-hmm. And they force me to focus on the outcome. They force me to care what other people are thinking about me. I wanted to care about what I... I wanted to have a higher opinion of myself. So that's one of the reasons I started boxing. And that's what I talk about a lot in the book. Is Each essay is about a way to, to improve the relationship you have with yourself. For you to focus on the process, not worrying about the outcome, but that other people are going to think about.
0: It's hmm. that's that's actually a great way to go. I've seen other people talk about it that way, too, where they're, what they're saying is, you know, if you want to achieve a goal, don't focus on the goal. right? right. Focus on what it takes to get there. Because that's all you can... That's the only thing you have... You can take the action. That's the only thing you got con- control over. It's like when you're boxing, you can't – you can control yourself, what you yeah, put into like, it, the best. But th- and, there's another guy there, and he's trying to control his action.
2: And that's all you have. and You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, that is the biggest thing, the biggest difference – this time back for boxing for me is I have so much control, so much more control over my, myself yeah. of my physical actions. And it really is cool. It's like, Oh, this is what i was supposed to feel like. There's mm-hmm. no delay. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it, and it appears in in reality. It's like, boom, there's a punch, right? Right. right. As opposed to, it's before where it was like, okay, I want to drop this right. Let me make sure I take the step with my foot and swing my hip. Now it is, uh, more condensed, it is just let me think about this punch, the punch is there Mm -hmm. right, so that's uh, that's control that's control and and efficiency too (laughs) yes sir and that's where that that, that title comes from and and I would have never I wish I had thought about that I, I wish I could take the credit for the title and the cover of my book, I really wish I could but uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the internet persona of Victor Prod, no, and, uh, I don't and know. his don't website, know. his website Bolton Determined. The, I'm sure uh, some of <coughs> some of the uh, listeners have heard, mm-hmm. uh, but he, he he had a brief appearance on Twitter and decided he didn't like Twitter and left Twitter. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Twitter can be a rough on, place, man. While he was on Twitter? He uh he messaged me one night and he said he said uh. I'm going I think this is pretty much a quote. He said, For you to have such a great Twitter account, it's a shame you do something so stupid is name a book, Twitter Poems and Insights, the name of my <laughs> first book. And I said, Huh. Okay. Now this is, now now I didn't message him. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean He just got, messaged you out. Of 30, the book. He's got thirty days of discipline. I mean which is a yeah. huge, huge book that people know about. So so I'm listening at this point, And I know he's got the ear of Mike Cernovic. That's how I know so I know they work together and do a lot of good stuff together. So I was like, All right man, you can go out of your way to holler at me. Let's see what you, you know. Right. So he really talked and worked with me and he was like, you know and, and broke down how i need to title my book and and where i need to go with it and he hadn't even read it he just knew that i was coming out with a new book and i needed to come up with a new title because whatever i was coming up with which for the record the original the the original title of this book was the quotable boxer which now that i know so much about making titles right. and how I present myself. It's a horrible title. <laughs> <laughs> you guys wouldn't be interested in a quotable boxer? <laughs> that, I got to admit,
1: yeah. It sounds that. like an indie film. Yeah. <laughs> you should make yeah. an indie film.
2: And, and so I'm really I, – I can't tell you – I talk about luck. All, I mean I don't talk about it a lot. I, I want to do a, a post on it, mm-hmm. a really big thorough post I put on my website. but But part of luck – It's putting yourself out there and just taking attempts, but making sure people know about your attempts so that if your attempt is looking, if it looks like you're getting close and someone wants to help you, they know, and someone wants to help in general, they know you're the person to help because you're already trying to help yourself. And I am so grateful that that Victor reached out, and that's not his real name, obviously. I think it's like Nick or some shit. I can't remember. Uh, (laughs) But, but I'm so grateful that, that Victor reached out randomly, unsolicitedly, because he knew I'd be receptive to him because he's seen how I've been carrying myself on Twitter, interacting with everyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy he reached out and told me that because I'm sure uh, a different title. And, a, and I had no idea what the cover would be. Right. I, I think, you know, but he really directed me through and was like, yeah, here's some. This is a good idea. This is what you go. And wants nothing from it. I wrote him an email and told him, I was like, dude, you know, the book's been on for like nine months. I'm still selling like 500 copies a month. And he's like, yeah, that's great. Good job. And I was like, dude, if you need to kill somebody for you, (laughs) just holler.
1: If you got a T-Mobile store with shitty customers... (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know I'm, I'm just i gonna put the uh, the audio the a, the audio asterix if someone dies and Victor Proud is implicated <laughs> in the crime I had nothing to do with this this was actually just a joke you know <laughs> the, the world is crazy man look yeah, man. you never know somebody yeah. will fucking die, die this spot in, in LA and don't go scouring through the <laughs> internet somewhere. man I was I was listening I was listening to this show man I, I'm pretty sure I heard Ed Lattimore say some shit <laughs> Mr. Lattimore, would you come in for some questioning <laughs> I I, you know you know you know what's crazy. I got I got a private message group for people who bought a book, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have an intro post on the message group, just thanking everyone for coming, the support and everything. I have two rules. The first rule is, you know, we leave with respect. You know, we disagree respectfully. You don't have mm-hmm. to like the opinion, but you know, you no name calling. If you're not smart enough to come up with a rebuttal, you're wrong, or you're not sophisticated enough to express right. why you disagree. Either way, you have no point uh, speaking. The other rule, the other rule. We don't talk about or encourage anything illegal in the group. <laughs> that, and I say and with, with the notable I said with a notable exception of, uh, anything dealing with substance abuse and recovery because that's really important to me recovery and you know, I want people right. to be able to talk about that right. but I said uh, but, but then I had to follow up I said this is more about protecting me than anything else <laughs> because I love all of you but I'm not getting served a subpoena for anybody yeah exactly. <laughs> I will kick you out of the group immediately if you start talking about even your jaywalking just leave it out there we don't do jaywalking the- <laughs> Yeah,
1: you know, you need to run Twitter with that with that rule about people uh, being able to disagree respectfully because that hey. that seems nobody oh, be, is able to do that anymore. See, that's what they need they need a, they need a pres- Twitter needs to listen to this and they they need to hire you as like their their overseer and right. CEO or. I,
2: you know, one of the things I think I, I try and I always try and look back and. Try to figure out why a certain thing is working, but, I mean, you know, you always got to be aware of, of sort of confirmation bias and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, th- I do know that based on, like, how my followers are split in terms of their personal politics and what they identify with mm. – uh, I think one of my strengths is that I'm I, I don't argue I don't disrespect I mean for me for you to get me to insult you I, I mean I've probably only done it like five times on this platform yeah. but you gotta really try I mean I'll just block you I mean right. it's just not, <laughs> right. it's not worth loss of my peace of mind on top of that I've learned that like look there's people watching there's people watching right mm-hmm. and then they're they're, they're taking cues and I'm, I'm learning this as weird as it is to think that there are adults doing this but you know better to to understand it and use it than to be blindsided by it. there are adults looking and watching and people too tweens whatever seeing how I do it and how I interact with, with my group i following and I don't think they're necessarily watching going like okay however he does it is how we're going to do it let's see what he does get mm-hmm. fired up no, what I think I'm, what I think I'm in a unique position to be able to do, is to show people that not all disagreement has to be, un, you know, uncivil. Like, like, come on, man, I'm from the projects. Like, if I can talk to you and have a an, uh, normal yeah. conversation, you know, mm-hmm. what's keep you? Why, why can't you just entertain the man's question, right, without throwing your own personal bias in there or getting insulted? by group this is my favorite part of twitter you know the whole if you thought a pack you know you've heard the saying if you throw a rock into a pack of dogs the one hit barks like, yeah. <laughs> you make a blanket statement on twitter yep and people come out of left field disagree with you and i was like wow mhm I wasn't saying you specifically, yeah. Who was a single mom with three different baby fathers? You know, yeah. I wasn't saying right. anything about you, but now you've outed yourself. <laughs> right, right, yeah, like, right. Like, just, just, just let it go. Or follow me? Uh, but either way, what, what hmm. I've learned, you know, I, I, I've, I've learned that the etiquette. It's weird, man. People, there's not really. See, we're from a pre internet generation, man. Yeah, we're like the last ones. We we grew into it. We're like the. They call us the Oregon Trail generation. Uh, Because, you know, if you grew up where everyone was excited in the morning to get on a computer and play Oregon Trail at (laughs) school.
1: I always die of dysentery.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So so it's the Oregon Trail generation. And and so we don't. in, In our minds, there is a very clear disconnect. Between the physical world and the digital world, yeah, it's yeah. not like that for people under twenty-seven. Like, yeah. because they they grew up all day. They, they knew social media from the jump, and twenty-seven is not young. That's not like seventeen. Like, nah, yeah. man, that's that's almost ten years. You could vote. Yeah, you yeah. should know better. You, it's old enough to know better. That's yeah. right. <laughs> 20, 27 is when I was like, yeah, I'm probably drinking too much. Like, come on, man. Like, so so these are people. These are people who, to them, everything is online, mm-hmm. and and that's you know better or worse, we can't. That's beyond debate at this point. So now right. we just use it. We use it, and I try to use it to show that there is a way. You don't have to be an asshole. Right. You, well, you know? the
3: thing
0: for me is like it's such a good platform to go back and forth. But you know, you say something, and then the first thing I see is like. Hey, fuckhead! You're wrong. Beat this. <laughs> right. like I'm supposed I'm to like, get past that. Where am and, and I going to get past? Hey, fuckhead! And then read what you have to
2: say. You, you ever know, see? You ever, you ever see that meme uh, from from Anchorman where it's like, "Boy, when well, I escalated yeah. quickly?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Wow!" Like, like so many times, you're just like, "Where did this come from?"
1: <laughs> I have a theory too. Here's the other theory that I have is that when we were younger, right. Used to be able to check people, you right. know. What I mean? Used right. to like there used to be a line <laughs> that you crossed, and you know, and it, you know, I, I've lived a lot of. I grew up in a lot of places. I, I moved around a lot. I, I lived in very bad areas and, and very nice areas. But when you were young, there was always that line that, that you crossed,
0: True. where
1: somebody had to check you, and then you know, right. you, you had to duke yeah. it out. So like if you guys were face to face. You don't have that anymore. There's no bullies in school. You're not allowed to like, you know, not that bullying is good, but you know, you're not allowed
2: to there's zero But there's tolerance there's, no physical, right. there's no physical physical repercussion. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, you know, I don't know if it is a consequence or or it's just a correlation of but but there's every everything is on the internet now and on top of that any type of aggression is now from my understanding. Treated a bit more severely, yeah, than absolutely. It was like when we were in school. I mean, you show sure used to be able to fight in the morning, you you go to go to in house for like two periods, and you back in class the next day. Now it's a full blown investigation, yeah, yeah. They, they arrest the motherfucker. Look, man, I am mm-hmm. once again, I am not saying it's right or wrong, I'm just merely looking at it and comparing it to how it was when we were kids. When we were kids, if look, if, if I called your house. And teased you on the phone. Mm-hmm. first off, you're probably gonna try and whoop my ass the next day. <laughs> if I do it if I do it enough you know you know we're gonna get the law involved. but if you kill yourself because I'm teasing you, the issue was not me teasing you and to make it that way is unbelievably dishonest and it, it doesn't focus on the real issues that probably like I, I heard that story. And then the story was tragic that, you know, some kid killed herself because she was being teased on online. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, that's crazy. That's terrible. After I stopped having an emotional reaction, I started thinking. I said, how bad was this kid's lifestyle at home to where she thought that words said on the net, well, you know, instead of this... Mm-hmm placing herself now she's being you know getting getting messed up at school that's a different thing right but that's not how the story was presented i said yo you know you got to get people involved you got to look at what's really going on because when you when you when you fix something that's not the problem the real problem Continues.
1: Right. It's like a tip of an iceberg. It's just that little bit that you see, and then uh, underneath the stuff that you don't see. There, right. There's a lot. There's probably right. a lot more. Yeah, I, get I was. What you, say. you know,
2: I was. I was having a debate with some people about the whole. You know, because the big thing right now is the gun issue because of the shooting mm-hmm. in Florida. And, and I don't. You know, I'm from an inner city school, man. My school was the first one with metal detectors. I just, I, I don't. We dealt with the problem differently. Because the problem came to us differently, right. right? Right. And and however they decide to deal with the problem is how they deal with the problem. But what I was trying to explain to somebody, I was like, look here, because the whole big thing was how annoying or not annoying is David Hogg, the guy, the the face they're putting out there is the survivor shooting mm-hmm. look, we, we, for us to focus on on like the nra and gun rights in this country yeah you know m- maybe maybe just maybe americans do have too many guns look right. i'm not pro or anti-gun all i'm saying is i've been to a few other countries and america got guns like nobody else yeah. man and it, it really is a thing here with that said i gave him. I, I told him i said look if we're gonna focus on the NRA and gun rights, and this this cycle runs in there, because because doesn't happen all the time, right? Mm. So it's an isolated incident. Right. That would be like, that would be like if you go to a bar, if somebody goes to a bar, or not you, somebody, mm. somebody goes to a bar, they get plastered, they decide to drive home, they pass a DUI checkpoint, they blow a point two, and the cops say that's all right, just get home. On the way home, they kill like seven people. And instead of focusing on how terrible of a job the police did, we decide that the drinking age needs to be raised to twenty five. <laughs> yeah, you'd be sitting there like, uh, yeah. You know, that's, that's what I was trying to say. I was like when we we get so we focus on the issues that are easy to deal with and that are yes. easy to, to to wrap emotions around right. because it they're great for keeping people from focusing on what. What the real hard problems are to solve,
0: right? You know? Well, I think I think you were kind of saying it too. There's a lot of underlying stuff. Uh, sometimes my problem with now I don't really care for the AR-15 and all that kind. of – We can get into a yeah. huge debate on that. I don't know if anybody really needs that, but the problem is they're kind <laughs> of uh, they're kind of making it an argument that if we take away that weapon it'll stop the school shootings I, I don't think that might be the case but i think the argument should be framed is do we does anybody need access to that weapon and how easy yeah. we should make it <laughs> right. for someone to get something like that you
1: know there's gonna be a it's
0: really been framed that if that gun wasn't used that wouldn't have happened it doesn't mean that, right
2: which is which is a horrible argument from I mean even, even no matter how you feel that's right. just a poor argument right which is how they're framing it right you
0: no know? I think they're putting too many eggs in that one basket I think I think the argument should be you know is that weapon necessary for anybody to have in that and, in know, that just circumstance look, man.
2: <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen a lot of nonsense, man. Yeah. yeah as, you, as you as you see, and I'll tell you what, man. I I I don't know anybody with an AR. Not that, or or I'll rephrase. I know I actually do have a buddy that's got a, got a got an AR, but he's not going hunting. But he's just, he just got it there. I mean, yeah. like
0: it's just cool there, looking and cool. Yeah, it's just, <laughs>
2: right
0: yeah. now, yeah, that's yeah, what it comes know down what it's to.
2: Like? It'd be like having a Lamborghini with a flamethrower. <laughs> and you'd be like, huh, that's a great car. You know what else it does? Let me show you. And that's all it did. It didn't drive. Yeah. It didn't have a cool butterfly doors. It just had a remote button and a fucking flamethrower came out and roasted everybody in a for years. Yo, I, that's it.
0: I know people who said they, they they went like Texas and new people and fired like, a bunch of guns and stuff. And they're like... Like they got a target set up and it's like the pistol doesn't hit shit. The shotgun kicks back, you can't hit shit. They put an AR in their hand. He's like, I could hit that thing
2: every time. You know? It's and I'm like, like, Yeah, you can. Yeah. Of course you You know what reminds me? When you when you're in the military, you gotta you gotta shoot to qualify to get out of basic yeah. training, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta hit twenty three out of forty. Once again, you know, that that's you know, that's debatable, but twenty three out of forty, man, that's a little better than fifty percent. Yeah. I, I guess that's not too bad, especially when you're shooting down three hundred, three hundred right. uh Yards down range. so that's not too bad. But you have to do it by eyesight and aiming, uh, or just by eye and aiming when you when you go through basic. When you qualify, every time after that, they give you laser sights, and it's like, uh, and now no one, and, and now no one is failing. Right, because who is going to fail with this nice little red dot? You just put it on what you want to shoot, and you squeeze the trigger. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Like that's that's it.
1: Book test. <laughs> book test. <laughs> Shit! Right now, there's gonna there's gonna be a listener in Alabama or something oh, talking about. You. Man, of course I need my AR-15. What are you talking about? <laughs> who don't need that? Oh man, I can't listen to this thing no more.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, man, it, if it, if it don't fly, uh, don't apply. Let it fly, right? Oh, throw, throw, that, it. throw that rock out there, and, and the one with <laughs> AR fifteen shoots.
1: Oh man, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to ask you about this. This always fascinates me about about, about boxing because um, get back to your boxing. But I, I I love to me. It's it's every fight I ever had as a kid, like. You go in there, you know, you're nervous. You don't know what's going to happen, but like you, like professional boxers are just making a living fighting. Like that, that is. Uh, Ooh.
0: Uh, first of all, <laughs> that takes
1: a certain mindset. So I really yeah. like, like, always wonder, like, what's your mindset going into a fight? Is there is there that same that same nervousness? Because uh, you also have to. I know you have to be confident in yourself. It's like anything else. If you're not confident. You know, that, that's one of the reasons, I mean, like, you were talking about Tyson uh, before, but that's one of uh, the, yeah. the biggest things about Tyson is those guys, you saw those guys. They he, he, they were defeated. He was winning
2: fights before the first bell.
1: Yeah, yeah, before, as he was walking in, those guys looked terrified. So, like, what is, what is your mindset? And then also, too, like, other than not counting your loss, but who, of the fights that you won, who was the hardest, the, the hardest, the, the, the toughest fight?
2: Oh, man, that's... A, I'll answer the first, the first. I'll answer the last question first. Right. Um, the most, uh, the, the 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 overall best guy I fought. Who I mean, I was in danger. Oh no, I was never in danger during the fight. Because because mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, because because even though even though I don't think I think me now would kill me then, right. uh, I you know, I still knew things. It's not like I was just in there flailing around, with, with, you know, <laughs> not, like not, Conor McGregor. <laughs> Man, with, with eight years of eight years of practice, just just nowhere. Uh, yes. I fought a guy named Juan Good out of Detroit, and he was he was a sharp, he was sharp, and he can move. Way. He he was sharp and slick. I think I think if Juan lost like fifteen pounds, he'd do some damage to mm-hmm. guys. He, you know, he 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 knows how to box. He he's deceptively athletic for his size. And but he did, he did, he didn't drop the hammer. Um, right. The the the, the, the you got to be got to be able to drop the hammer. I think that makes a difference. And and you know we can go into the mechanics and the timing of you know the proverbial dropping the, of the hammer. But the point is he didn't have that. Thank goodness, right? Right. There was another guy fight. It was my tenth fight. A guy named Jamal Woods. Jamal's guy, man, he got man. That guy's got hands up. I've prick. heard of him have now he could lay the hammer jamal's weaknesses i don't think he learned to fight i think he learned to fight the hard way
1: right. i don't
2: think he had an amateur background so he's got this record if guys don't you know everybody, everybody i love these guys who don't know don't know shit about what is what does roger mayweather say nobody knows shit about boxing he always says that right <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah i love these yeah.
2: guys you know they they, they, they when they they decide to come into my mentions and want to argue with me and go, but you never beat a decent boxer. And I'm like, first off, <laughs> you need to get that disrespect out your mouth. Any, any guy that gets in the ring, uh, especially with 10-ounce gloves on against another trained man. Yeah. Uh, nah, man. The, the, Deserves respect. They might not be super skilled, but that's, that's just disrespectful to say that. Uh, and it's always somebody that's never done anything this competitive. <laughs> you can always sell because, yeah, right? But but no, nah, well Jamal could drop the hammer. Jamal's issue was he, I, yeah, he, I don't think he really knew what he was what he was doing in terms of of how to fight, how to throw leverage, how to disrupt me. Because at that point, I mean, I'm pretty sure I won our fight on a strength that just jabs. Because I was still, cause I was still developing and learning how to throw a jab. And I was like, oh, wow. This and then when I got I was like, wait, you're telling me I can throw a shot? That if I throw it perfectly, it makes it impossible to come back over the top and crack me if you're anything shorter than 6'5"? Really? Wow, let me do this, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, that's how I want to fight. It was like a, it was a unanimous decision. I think I won 4-2 uh, in terms of uh, round count. Hmm. Now, to your other question, uh, the mindset that go in there, you know, what was funny, my mindset for most of my career was this is like a skill, and I'm building a skill and I'm developing a skill. And, I, and I've got resilience, I'm tough. I've been hit, I've been hurt, I've broken stuff as a result of fighting. Uh, so, sort of, I've, I had the. The requisite pain tolerance and and mean streak, but if if this was a a report card and we were grading those things, I had Cs, man. Cs mm. get degrees, and uh, <laughs> so you, that's all you need to pass. I wasn't failing the course of boxing; it was just good enough. And then I went up against the, you know a situation where where I didn't have it, or rather, mm. uh, it wasn't enough. So. I would say for the first nine ten eight, nine years of my career, I was fighting with the mentality that I'm in there, mm-hmm. kinda like a game. And, I, and when I say game, I don't mean I'm playing. I mean uh, there was a move, another move is made, pure game theory, basically trying to maximize competitive advantage. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's all dead now. I, I know enough now. You ever you ever hear Bruce Lee? Uh, he, he talks about a punch. He goes, first you learn. Uh, for you don't know, and then you learn what a punch is and how to throw a punch, and then you don't know what a punch is anymore. And what mm-hmm. he's saying is, you come to the point where you where you where you don't know what you don't know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then you know what you don't know, right. or rather you or rather you you know what you don't know, and then you don't know what you know, and then you forget it all again. And but and what it means you forget all again you have it all in you now I can really focus and I keep telling my coach and I keep telling people when I talk about it now I can learn how to fight and is that sounds weird but no, I get I, what you're saying the I get it me, yeah. man. I, it's it's as close to the technical mastery as I'll ever get, but more importantly it's technical efficacy. I don't have to think about, you know, making the moves. So now I can be go in there and just be a mean son of a bitch. I mean
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I got no problem being mean. I don't know how to turn it on and really be aggressive and go in there like and be a killer. It's like you know, Tyson's got a famous quote, he goes, The difference between me and these boys now is I was a killer. These boys today are businessmen. Mm-hmm. I want Now I wanna be a killer. And yeah. I think I can be a killer. But before, just because of the way I'm designed, the way I think, the way I interact with the world, it was always, you know, my whole mentality was always, you know, learn the technique and everything first. Right. And then you can go. But now, I mean, it's so fun, too. I mean, I, I just go in there and I do 15, 20 rounds without thinking. And before that took a lot of energy. And now it's just like, ah, ah let's have some more. <laughs> some more. Now, I, now I have to decide when to leave as opposed to, like, being too tired to continue, which right. is a good place to be.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I would pass out after one round. Yeah, it I'm. I'm more about like. <laughs> I had to run down the block in the rain the other day. And it yeah, was horrible. Oh, horrible. that's <laughs> awful. Yeah, no, that's tough. That's tough, though. That is tough. But, uh,
0: <laughs> you know, I did want to ask you, but I know you do some speaking, some professional speaking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, where are you doing that? And uh, you have anything upcoming that you're doing with that?
2: Ah, uh, you know, I, I'm doing it wherever I get asked to. Right. You know, I, I okay, so. So I'm about to drop a little secret about huh. about my my career and all that stuff that's been going on. Um, this isn't really a secret. I'm just being silly. Uh, but
1: <laughs> felt like we were doing an expose. Yeah, you put a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, I felt like I should have had like that breaking news thing. That yeah. da, 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 da.
2: <laughs> but, but for the past uh, three years, I guess I've been doing different. I've been a, a guest on different shows and podcasts of this nature. And I have not asked to be on a single one. Every single person has come like, hey, we should chat and have a good time. And I don't say that to be any kind of arrogant or bragger. I say that to just point out that I'm very fortunate that I live in an age where I can express myself in one medium, words, uh, writing, and that leads to people being interested in having a conversation with me in another medium. And that's very cool. My speaking has taken that exact route, like exact. Right. Route. The first, the very first public speaking thing I did was a, a tech conference last year in Boulder, Colorado. They flew me out, gave me the hotel room, all that good stuff. Spoke, I think my speech was thirty minute keynote. And they found me and asked me to go. I didn't feel. I didn't even know you could do it. I always wonder, like, how you you yeah, ended up too. on speaking. But fill yeah. it out, right? Same with the speech I just did. Uh, well, I guess I've done two in the past two weeks. Uh, but both of those, you know, invitation. Now, what I want to do is, you know, really, really lean into it, put my foot on the gas and get invited and, and, and applauded to, to be other places because I think, I think across various disciplines, I have a. a a unique story and background and a unique perspective to add on many things. And and I believe it, you know, which is important. You got to believe in yourself. I believe that I'm a a fantastic asset. Anyone will be lucky enough to sit and listen to me talk for 30 minutes. And I really like, like uh, I I was, I don't know why I've been telling this story a lot lately, but I guess it's been highly relevant to whatever has been going on in my life. Uh, When my cousin, turned, he had a, my cousin turned 30 or something, I think it was his 30th birthday, I'm just saying that because it's an even number, point is we went to a casino,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and we went to the casino because there was, there's a buffet there, the Three Rivers Casino, and he wanted to eat there, and we were sitting there waiting to be seated, and there was this girl who was the hostess, and I was just talking to her, having a good time, uh, not really flirting, not flirting with her at all, I mean, my girl at home, man, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just having a conversation, and the mind's like, you didn't have to flirt with her like crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> first of all, you gotta understand something. And I, and, I, and I was serious when I said this, and I wasn't right. even thinking. First of all, you gotta understand something. I am probably the most interesting person she's gonna meet today, and most likely in her entire life. And I really, and I, and I really believe that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I think it comes through in in the way uh, I present my words and the way I talk, and you know I call it the Hadra effect because it happens every time. What's going to happen is you're going to put put this this uh, show out, and I'll get two calls to be on somebody's podcast mm-hmm. as a result of this. And then I'll do theirs, and I'll get two more. You just keep cutting the head off yeah. to a back in this place. <laughs>
0: That's it.
2: And it's really awesome because I have so much fun. By the way, you know, and I'm not just saying this, because you can go back and listen to like 50 of them. Mm. <laughs> You'll never hear me say this. This, this is probably the most fun I've had in, in one of the oh, interviews. Thank you. Thank you. All right, but, and anybody who listens, I'm not saying your show is boring. <laughs> yes, he is. You're about to get hit <laughs> on Twitter.
1: i check, check your Twitter. Psych.
2: <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm just having a good time in this, this freestyle combo. Man, they got the big old mic. I can see it. There's, yeah. there's Batman and comic book <laughs> stuff yep. in the background. Ali. Like and I think it's that, what is that over? Foreman? No, nah, Listen. Ar- Foreman, uh, Listen, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so there's all kinds of, it's just a cool environment, man. You guys are awesome. Well, that's Thanks, what we said. We well, just too.
0: wanted to keep it like we said, you know what? When we're talking about technology and all that kind of stuff, it's like the conversa- conversation's a lost art you know what i mean just yeah back and forth
1: a lot of the stuff that we talk about even like even when we don't have guests but even just uh the, the rapport we have i mean we were, i was saying this to you i think a couple of weeks ago it's just like these are the conversations we've been having on the phone for like 20 years yeah. you know what yeah. i mean so now like it's like other people are finding them funny so it's it's uh it's yeah. good and it's just i don't know man it's 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 been a lot of fun man
2: it is like it's just a it's and... just
1: a cool thing i um and we get we've been lucky enough to have really cool guests too, uh, uh, yourself included. Yes. Uh, we really. Oh, thank you, man. I'm,
2: I, I'm I'm super. I'm happy. I'm just sitting here yeah. having an, a non one of my favorite non alcoholic beers, uh, Klaus Tower. That is not an endorsement. That's just what I'm.
1: <laughs> they owe us some money. <laughs> but,
2: <now>. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but but M. but I, will be happy to endorse it if you want to you know, send exactly. those checks over.
2: Oh yeah, I, you know I love somebody to, to be. Hey man, I heard you don't drink and you drink our products, and I'm like, yeah, I do. Want to pay me? <laughs> now, so,
1: what um, uh, what's what's next for you? Like, what's your what's what's going on? What's what's next? What's, what's you, next? What's yeah, next? Usually, what's the... so this is what we. This is how usually we wrap the show. We do like a little what's next, and um, we have a, a another uh, friend of ours who who does does uh. Very at the end, he, he does a moral of the yeah. show. Remember how cartoons used to have morals at the end? Like all the cartoons, they don't do that anymore. So, our show is gonna start doing that. So, I didn't you,
2: even know cartoons still came on,
1: man. Cause yeah. it,
2: That's true. That's the true game true is great. If it, if it ain't the Explorer, man, I don't hear anybody, I hear grown ass adults talking about. Bob the Builder and Dory the Explorer. Yeah. I was like, man, what am I missing? And then I went and looked <laughs> and I was wrong. like, these motherfuckers are sitting here waiting for a fox to steal some shit. It <laughs> blows my mind. This is entertainment today. Wow. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but um, uh, well, what's next for me? Over the well, So I'm working on my next book, which is uh, the working title. This is how much better I've gotten at titles, right? Mm-hmm. I came up with this one on my own uh sober letters to my drunken self and that i'm writing i'm writing from idea. the perspective of me i mean I'll, basically i want to talk about the three phases of of sobriety when you are an alcoholic when you are going through the transition and then where am i now and i want to have each one be kind of a letter where i'm writing to myself that i wish i had that someone had written or said to me Back when I was, you know, being full blown, killing bottles, you know, trying to go to practice, drunk and shit, stupid stuff like that. So I wish uh, that's that's the big thing I'm working on now. That is taking up quite a bit of energy, but I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about it because I know a lot more about how to. Launch. I had a horrible launch with my book, and I didn't think it was horrible when I was doing it. I just didn't know anything. Right, uh, yeah. Now I know lot and I and I have a lot more allies and I know kind of what to do and I know how to get this in front of some people. So that's the, the big thing that's coming up next. I'll be I'll be I'll be a full fledged uh physicist person, right, with a degree in May. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Done with school. Done with school for at least I, I told my girlfriend I'm done with school for like three years. Uh because I want to focus on, you know, making money and learning things and when I do go back I've decided though that I want to be, I want to pursue my PhD in atmospheric science. I think there's a lot of interesting problems to be solved because we need, we need to kind of prolong our time on Earth while while the, the people who are much smarter than me are trying to figure out how to how to overcome the speed of light right. and so we can get to other planets. So uh, yeah, that, that that's where I fit in, in that grand in that scheme of things. So there, there's that. Uh, I like to fight. I would, the goal is to fight two times this year. I would be satisfied if I get. You know, I don't think it'll be impossible to get one. So mm-hmm. either way, I'll be fighting at least once this year. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. and I, I think that's going to go swimmingly because I am not exaggerating. I tell anybody who listens. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I, that it's like I was a guy here, and now I'm just <laughs> a completely different person in terms of my abilities to fight. Nice. So those are the big things, really. I mean, I'm working on a blog still. I'm gonna drop podcast of my of dog I create as well. Do you and
1: have a, Do you have a podcast now, or you're working on one?
2: I, I have a podcast that I do with my buddy, uh, another boxer, Cam. Awesome. He's a vegan. It's a very interesting uh, mix because we have different thoughts and different experiences about things. But mm-hmm. but I, I I mean, he's probably probably I, I met a lot of boxes over the past. Um, Ten years. He's probably the only mm. one that I talked to on a regular basis. So, and not probably he is. I mean, it's, right. just, it's not even thing. But a good friend. We we were we were roommates out in L.A. That's how we met each other. Total, uh, thing that word that worked out the way. Uh, but but just just in general, i will continuing to expand my my brand and my brand. I mean, so that people know what I'm saying because I think I have a lot of value. I just I just gave you know did this tweet thread where I was saying, you know, I'm not saying the N-word anymore on Twitter because because enough people are seeing me that I don't want a few people to decide he's dropping the N-word too much. Never mind the fact that I am an N-word, right? <laughs> 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 but I can't – but I'm not – but people get offended by it. And I, and I do think, you know, you got to weigh out, as my buddy Tanner said, you got to weigh out the cost versus the value. Mm-hmm. And, I think the value I get from just the, from typing that every now and then uh, is way less than the cost of doing it in terms of the people who I can reach and who I don't want someone to just write off some good information because I decided to express it mm-hmm. right <laughs> you ex- a little too much hood yeah I get what you're saying and that's like one of those weird prod things right like Mm -hmm. where it's like yeah man I'm I'm from the hood man you can't pull my you can go research where I'm from I'll show you some links (laughs) I'll show you some pictures whatever but at the same time I mean I, I always talk about how you got to leave behind certain parts of you and and that is I don't even have friends from that from that part of my life anymore mm-hmm. right so want to. Don't leave it alone. You know, you 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 catch me having a conversation in person. I might let a little in bullet fly every now and then. But like in terms of of dropping a bomb on on Twitter and I, you know, because I'm, I'm reaching bigger people. I'm reaching more people. Forty thousand Twitter followers, man, and they still won't verify my ass, man. That's racism. That
1: is. That's crazy. Yep. Yo, Twitter. <laughs>
2: I'm not serious. I'm not nah, racist.
1: fuck that. I'm yo, Twitter get off your racist shit and verify this man. Yeah, Yo, yeah, you know what? They will verify verify uh my man G Moody either for the I Am Rappaport really? podcast. Yeah. That uh, he's a he's I don't know if you ever listened to you know who Michael Rappaport is, the actor, right? The Michael yeah. Rappaport. He got a podcast and his his long friend is is a co-host and we had him on the show yeah. and uh yeah, he's not verified, too. They're starting, like, a campaign to try to get him verified.
2: That's crazy. Yeah, it's like, I'm, like, the real dude, man. Like, yeah. Like, but I but I said at the beginning, I said, you know, I was telling people, like, what do you, how do you feel about not being verified? And I was like, look, man, I got my real name. Like, my real, like, like it's, it's close to my birth certificate. People, every day, the name of my book is my name, right? right? Ed <laughs> just, And my picture's up. People know who I am. It's straight from my words. I take a picture of me like hanging out with my cat or something. If you want to see <laughs> me. right,
1: right.
2: Like, uh, like you know, a little blue check mark is cool. But what's really cool was I'm really happy to have the reach that I have and people. So I want to use that. I'm going to continue to use my platform, and I built the platform too. That's the other cool thing. No one gave me this. I tweeted right. myself the hard way up. to to 40k and it'll go beyond and you know what's weird man this is one of those effects because and you guys are old enough to get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it it is very weird because i i don't feel like i feel like uh rather than have a platform from something else i feel like my platform is the platform you know Mm -hmm. i i i built up on twitter and so everybody's finding me from twitter yeah, and so uh, instead of they found me through here and they were letting me, no, here's Twitter. This guy's good at Twitter, right, but but I think <laughs> I think they come and see him good at Twitter, and then they go looking at my background and other things. Like if you like now if you look me up on the internet, I don't think I don't even think my Boxrec page is on the first page anymore. Oh, which nice, is which, nice. Boxrec is pretty it has a pretty high page rank right so yeah, i, I no, think not. now it's just like all of these interviews on different sites mm-hmm. and like in my and my blog so that's so that's cool that that's mm-hmm. really cool
1: hopefully uh hope we're trying to we're trying to build our our little right, search engine optimization up but uh it's getting there too and i we uh thank you again because you, you're gonna be a big part of that yeah, thank so you. uh
2: Oh, you guys are very cool. I mean, I'm, I'm really. This was, this was the best use of a Sunday. It is Sunday, right? It's not yeah. Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. Sunday. Oh, dude, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on spring break, which is nice. Ah, hey, yeah. they that weird man. I'm 33. I'm talking, but I'm excited to be on spring break. <laughs> <laughs> Never, <laughs> <that> call, man. <laughs> <laughs> Never lose that. Never lose that. Yeah, don't, don't lose that. Hold on to that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, spring. Right. Sleep it in tomorrow and then, going to get a, and then going to get a coffee with my buddy who's in town from L.A. That's that's my one of my spring break plans to begin that's with. Cool.
1: When works, you uh, when you get word on when you're you're when and where your your next fight is.
2: Uh, oh, you know? for sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plaster that thing far and wide right. because it'll, it'll almost certainly be a local show. Oh cool. yeah, oh good. You know what's cool, man? The boxing game is twisted, man. <laughs> it's twisted. I'm thirty I'm 13 one and one, right? Right, right? right. And and because of how I lost, how I got that one, people are hitting me hit me up all last year we got a guy, we got to go, we, we fight for you, man. We give you 50 K, we give you 40 K. I'm like, okay, that's, that's nice money. Yeah. But I kind of got a longer vision for myself than going to be a punching bag right. just because I'm going to, because I'm going to take my record and cash in. And a lot of guys do that. And I'm like, ah,
3: yeah.
2: oh, you know, I'm not coming back to just be a punching bag or somebody. I'm coming back to, to really legitimately make a run. Now if I go out there and I get beat by somebody who's like, you know, 13 and 14. I, you know, Go do something else. Right,
1: right that's right. local
2: freedom. You know, it's, it's one thing to say that's it. another thing to be able to. Say, okay, I'll just go right into the book now. Like, <laughs> I'll go. Maybe I'll use my physics degree for a while. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's a good feeling.
1: Right, right. Well, like I said, man. If especially if it's local, yeah, I'll definitely yeah, take we'll my check son, it out,
2: take my. Right, the there's, there's all kinds of. Uh... But now, are you guys closer to Philly, New York, or in between? So. so where he's at in
1: Jersey, he's. We're originally from Bergen County, which is right outside of New York City. I'm not right. sure if you're familiar with it, but like where the George Washington Bridge is pretty much. That's yeah, you not know where he is. that is. That's where he is. I'm in, um, I'm about. 10 minutes from that Sands Casino in Bethlehem. So I'm like by East okay. Eastern area. I see Larry Holmes a lot actually.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. He, Larry Holmes, man. The Eastern <laughs> assassin. Yeah.
1: Ooh. He's a big a- he's a humongous guy, man. Yeah. His hands his hands no joke are like like this big, dude. He's <laughs> he's, hum- he's a nice guy. You see him around all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I'm like so from Pittsburgh, I'm like four four hours from. Pittsburgh.
2: You're like four, yeah. You're like four from there. You know, we got offered to fight in Harrisburg one time. I mean, there there fights. There are fights every, like literally everywhere. I mean, right. Boxing is a, is a is a dirty biz, man. The, the same reasons we love the sport is why why I hate it.
1: Yeah. So it well, goes back one. We'll definitely be looking out for you yep. once again, everybody. Ed Lattimore, thank you very much for your time, man. Thank
2: you, man. Hey, thank you. All right, good luck with everything, man. Good luck. Hey, man, thank you, guys. You have a good one. Right, you too. too, man. Take care. All right. See you. I'm all about low prices, but not in a cheap way, of course. I have this weird best value superpower. You name it, I can tell you exactly where to go. You need beer, Total Wine and More. Feeling like wine, duh, Total Wine and More. Whether I'm spicing up game night or I'm grilling with my friends, Total Wine and More always has exactly what I need. Hey, Ron, your best value superpower is called Total Wine and More, and we are now open in Reston. Click the banner
0: or
1: visit totalwine.com slash go-reston for more savings at our Reston store.